Hey, Coop. Yeah, Dylan? Dude, you remember Macross? Hello. hello, 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 everybody. Hello, hello Dylan. How hello. are you today? On this, I'm doing uh, pretty well. <laughs> on this, on this Monday of all Mondays. <laughs> oh, I'm doing pretty well. Ready to talk about some really good episodes yes. of Macross Seven. Uh, yes. I'm not gonna put up any suspense about that. These episodes rock. Yes. Uh, if you didn't know already, this is dude. You remember Macross? I'm Coop. Always. With the doodliest Dylan of Doodleton. He's very dudish. Um, That's sure. <laughs> he's dude-tastic, dude. Bro. 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 Um, but yeah, so this week's episodes were very good. And let's... Do you just want to get on into this? We might as well. All right. All right. So... Episode 25, we open on up, and, oh, there is a scene going on in the forest. The city police are investigating Giggles' escape plot, escape pod. Meanwhile, he's walking around the, in the city um, on foot searching for Sybil. Uh, one of the grunts comes up to him. It's like, you know, there's about 90% chance she's gone, and Giggles starts roughing him up. He's like, look harder, you adult. Um, meanwhile... Uh, heading on over to get Akusho, uh, Gamlin is doing a drive, and he sees <laughs> that there's a huge commotion on his oh, on his drive. He sees there's a huge commotion uh, caused by fire bomber practicing their formations in their Valks in a vacant lot, um, and it, it doesn't go all that well. And it's right? a mess. It's <laughs> oh, a shit boy. show. Everybody's toppling all over. It's not good. Um, and Pissarra's like, I'm out, I'm out, homie. And my Lane's like, well, we're part of the sound force now. We got to take this more serious. And he's like, I'll just sing whenever you guys do the rest. See ya. Bye, Felicia. Um, and seeing this, Gamlin's like, how do how do those two work together? I, I just don't see it. Um, but back on over at Max's office in Battle 7, he gives Melia a call, but it's they kind of have a awkward couple seconds, and she's all like, "Why'd you call me, dude? Like, what's up?" And he's like, "Oh, oh, uh, we're just about to fold on over to Lux," and she's like, "Yeah, I, I know that. I I told the citizens about that already." Um, he's like, "Well, I guess everybody could use a vacation." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I could use one, and I'm a moser too." Um, and hey, looky there. Um, through their looking, uh, one of the vampires has found Sybil, and she is floating upside down naked in a ball of light in the forest, because of course she is, and uh, he, uh, <laughs> a giggle shows up along with the group, and he's confused as to what's going on with her, and he's like, hmm, I think she's low on spiritia, and she, he orders all his guys to go get get some life juice with him, go to the juice bar and make a couple of life smoothies. So back on the road, Gamlin is taking Mylene on a date to a concert. It's a rock concert. And she's like, why are you into this? Like, I have a lot of free time now, so I'm getting into rock. Like, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> it's such a good interaction. Yes. It's so good. Honestly, honestly, him getting transferred to, um, city defense has been amazing for the story <laughs> yes like d4 is just being part of the city like we have the city police but now we have gamlin and his two boys doing the watching for the evil people it's it's good it's good i like it <laughs> it, it, uh, it radically changed the dynamic like the story has taken <laughs> yes yeah, so we'll see more of how that dynamic has changed because it's it's a spicy good dynamic. Um, 
So, uh, back on over at the hospital, Ray stops in to check on Akiko, and hey, look, she's doing fine. She's packing to head on out, and that's mostly due to Chiba's therapy. And he's like, and Ray's like, oh boy, <laughs> it's good to see you're okay. And he's like, oh, we're not stopping here, Ray. We we got a new project. And he's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and in in the car, this confusion continues. Like, I don't know if this is gonna work out. Like, whoever you're talking about, Akiko, is not gonna play well with Basar. And she's like, I got a, I got a few tricks up my hand. Don't worry about it. And meanwhile, uh, uh, there's a lot of people flopped on over in Canatonic uh, all around the city now. Um, so Giggle gets a lot of life juice for Civil, but it's, it's not enough, he thinks. Um, Melia gets the call about this and ends up calling Gamlin to deploy him. It's like, I gotta go. I'll, I'll see you later. I'll be back. Um, and at the studio... The recording crew um, is watching the news, and they're like, huh, it's been a while since we've heard about those vampires. Yeah. anyway, Basar shows up, and he gets... He's been working a hard, hard day's night and been working like a dog because he has a huge crowd behind him. He's like, help, I need somebody. Help, <laughs> anybody. Um, and he finds that the, the John Lennon... His supposed to John feet Lennon. Off of the ground. Won't there you, you go. Please help me. Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> I, I was trying to find a way to cleverly knock it back your way, but no. I, the words weren't coming. Hey, I appreciate it. I always appreciate a little help from my friends. Um, <laughs> and joining him in the booth is, uh, it's not said just yet, but hey, look, it's Alice Holiday, who we met a while, while back. Um, I remember her. She's cool. Um, she is cool. Basar isn't crazy about this being all of a sudden, um, but he's like, I don't know if this will work. <laughs> it's like we don't have this same kabuja uh, chemistry that Mylene and I do. And Akia's like, eh, it's not going to bum out. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm-hmm. Um, and they finally get going in the booth. And Basara starts humming the music, and hey, looky there, it's a song from Macross 2. Um, <laughs> they're getting their use out of those. Oh, um, yeah. And Akiko's like, okay, if this fails, Firebomber will be stronger for it. But if it succeeds, you know, I'm going to make me some moolah. Um, and it's like, yep, mm-hmm, you clever. <laughs> I see what you're doing here. And Basara's looking over the lyrics, and he's like, what is this? <laughs> Yeah, that <laughs> like that I is totally. Realize, I I didn't realize that was a backhanded nod to Macross too. Yeah, like it's not even the kind of song he would sing. Like mm. it's 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 so good. Damn. Um, Fucking savage. Yes, the most. <laughs> um. Wow. So Gamlin is. Uh, just ha- hanging out in town in his VF-17, all roboted up. Uh, but he's all, somebody's watching him as well. Vampires looking at his spiritual levels. And, oh, looky, uh, Mylene joins on Nowhere and her Valk, and robot cuddling commences. Um, and, <laughs> boy. So, they're going with that. And then in the studio, they're finally going to give this song a proper go. Giggle, in the meantime, is pumping Civil with more spiritual, but it, it still doesn't do anything. He's it's like, we need better, more fine, more vintage spiritual. And, however, Giggle is now starting to not look too, look too hot, because he needs some spiritual himself, but he refuses to take any. Gamlin, you know, while they're um, just chilling out, Gamlin's like, hey, I'll see you home, you know. It's getting late. You should probably head on over. And she's all like, oh, should I should I leave? It's, 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 are you having a good time with me? You know, am I a nuisance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, oh, boy. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And obviously he gets a bit nervous and flustered about it. And the vampire watching him notices this because his spirit show is spiking. And Giggle's like, I'm going to go life suck Wolverine here so I can oh give God. it to Sybil. Um, um, and he's going to hop into a mech to do this. And the grunt's like, this will kill you, dude. He's like, I don't care. I want to give it to my uh, space shark waifu. She must have it. Um, and then at, at the studio, <laughs> we see the aftermath of them trying that song. And everybody's like, what the hell was that? <laughs> like, Nobody this... likes that. Mm-mm. They will remember that. <laughs> um, and Akiko is bummed about how it turned out. Um, but she gets a little ticked when uh, Ray mentions, well, you know, it did take us forever to find Mylene. And she looks at him like, you knew this would happen, didn't you? And he's like, well, who can say? Um, and... Gamblin, while they're just sitting around, asks Mylene, so why don't you sing more of the main songs in Firebomber? But she's like, no, Basara's actually really good, and I still have a lot to learn from him, you know, despite X, Y, and C. Um, but they don't have time to talk more about it as Giggle and his boys attack, and Amelia uh, sends some cop copters to the fight, um, but uh, ends up asking Michael why they haven't called Max yet. Uh, excuse me, but Michael asks her why they haven't called Max yet. And she's like, I don't want the Elmer Force anywhere in here, so no, we ain't talking to him. Um, and Gamblin's fending off the attack. He's like, hey, Mylene, eh, you need to get out of here. And Mylene's like, no, this is my duty as a Elmer Force member. I'm going to sit here and block these hits and start singing. And, uh, However, after a couple hits, it becomes a bit hard, and she tries to go for the missiles, but she remembers what Pissarro said the last time she tried that. She's like, okay, let's try it his way. Let's just sing. And she does. However, it's not helping the cop copters as Giggle and his boys take it out fast. And Basara and crew obviously heard about the situation, and they're trying to leave the studio, but they are blocked by a mob of fans. However, fortunately for them, uh, Vafita is just able to tank through them all and get them all through. And the timing's good, but not for Flower Girl, as they take her taxi um, and Basara hands her flowers back to her, saying, oh, you love this. Oh, Flower Girl. Oh... It's so it's so rough. I sent you a text message saying that. Yeah. Wow, some of these later Flower Girl gags are getting really mean. <laughs> like, and they're I'm just really <laughs> spiteful to her. Like, that was just like, oh, my goodness. We could have had it all, Coop. Yep. <laughs> Although, uh, I guess, if nothing else, I love how, like, fucking invested I am every time I see the Flower Girl. Like, oh, God, what's going to happen this time? <laughs> Flower, Flower Girl is just the best gag character they came up with just to have have these funny situations. I, she really is. I it, It's unbelievable how much, like, because I, you know, I always thought she was kind of a cool gimmick to have, but, like, she's just really grown on me so much. Yeah. The number one groupie. <laughs> <laughs> she's so good. She's so cool. She's everywhere. Um, the true fan. Um... Um, so Basara and crew arrive on the scene and they start dancing to the planet dance and their collective power as they get together uh, wow they're in formation and in sync and that collective collaboration is so off the charts that causes Giggle's monitors to malfunction um, and start sparking and black back at the studio Alice is watching this with Akiko and she's like you know those two sound really good you know <laughs> not like us like I, I don't know Akiko maybe you shouldn't do any more projects like this Akiko's like shut up um, <laughs> and Gamlin is covering the band as they continue to sing but soon after the pilots and giggles posse start freezing up they can't do anything. 
in addition to the sparking. And then the rest of the D-Force shows up and giggles like, oh, we got to get out of here. Let's go. And they chase on after him. As they're leaving, though, however, Gamlin is a little jealous about how good of a team Mylene and Passara make. Um, so as they're finishing up, Passara's like, I knew you were fighting, Mylene. I know what you did with those missiles. Like, I, like <laughs> I knew you tried to fire them after you're like, I don't know about this. I gotta, I gotta help Gamlin. Um, um, so outside in the chase, uh, Giggle ends up getting away because, hey, they get called up in the fl- full of the planet Lux. And on the bridge, one of the crew members is hailing the Macross 5 fleet. But hey, looky there. They, uh, whoo, they get no response. Boy. Um, and that ends the episode. What a note to end on. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely cross that bridge when we we'll get there. Holy shit. Cross that Rubicon. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a good episode. I, I, it was a pretty boy. good episode. And, and it's not is, even the best one we're going to talk yeah. about. <laughs> I, I, don't ha- I don't have any huge thoughtums that we didn't mention already. Uh, uh, did you ha- same for this episode. This episode was really good, but I, I think we kind of covered it. We talked about Flower Girl. We talked about, like, I, I touched on Gamlin. I touched on, um, you know, th- those we are have, the two things. Mm-hmm. We have Giga Ultra Mega hype shit coming in these next two episodes yeah. so um, let me take a look at fucking i just want to double check a couple things looking at the notes yeah i i don't know it's just it's been a lot of fun it's you know even if there's no real payoff with Basra singing with um alice holiday it was still fun seeing their friction yeah like and it's Basra ain't gonna change <laughs> It's good that also it's really enjoyable that those the first round of episodes kind of gave like even like a tertiary cast that they can bring people in for random things. You're like, oh, I know who that person is. Right. Um, And it's they don't feel random and out of place. mm -mm. I didn't even think about that, which I I enjoy. Uh, I love it when shows do that. The original Macross kind of does that, too. But this is a little bit different because. You're just even if you don't really get to know these people, they're in the background for so long that you're just like, oh, hey, it's that guy. I see, remember you. Hey, see, it's, it's that the grocery dog. store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, hi, Dougie. Um, yeah, it's just it's that vague familiarity. Yeah. Um. Anyway, are, are we are we ready to get even more hype? Yes. Okay, let's go. Episode 26. So, Basar and crew are watching the news report on Lux. And after a moment or two, Basar's like, I'm going to go take a look at this myself. Though there is a strict no-go order from the military going right now. And Ray's like, hey, you need to stop. (laughs) Like, we can't go. And Mylene's like, hey, I'm going to go with him. I'll see you later, Ray. Um, And fucking kids. (laughs) Yeah, it's good. Um... And as they're launching out, Basar's like, why did you follow me? And she's like, I'm going for myself. I want to see this stuff. And the last one on the planet's a rotten egg. Um, uh. <laughs> so they head on out. And the bridge is still having no luck in hailing the Macross 5 fleet. And Max is planning on launching the Emerald Force for a recon mission. But he soon is hit with a wave of embarrassment as Mylene and Pissara literally fly right past the bridge canopy for everybody to see. And he's like, oh, it's it's not good. Um, Yeah, way to go, guys. (laughs) Yep. Meanwhile, um, Gamlin is visiting Kinru, who's doing much, much better right now. But he's still a little sore um, and he's anxious to get back into it so he can knock Docker down a peg with his fancy little emerald force. Um, and Gamlin's about to leave, and Kenry's like, hey, I'm sorry for the trouble. And Gamlin's like, eh, don't worry about it, my dude. 
Um, and as he's leaving, the ladies from the bridge are going to visit um, Kinru, arms full of gifts. And hey, speaking of bumping into people, Chiba bumps into Gamble and he's like, you know, Kinru should be good to go here soon. <laughs> um, and Gamble starts thinking, he's like, oh, no, no, it wasn't me. It was more of a sorrow than it was me, my dude. So thank him. Um, and then Gamlin gets a ring from the mayor's office like, hey, Basar and Mylene went out. You need to go get them. Um, and speaking of those two, they eventually land on the planet's service to find that, uh, well, the Macross 5 fleet has been completely destroyed. Um, as they land, they find some people who didn't go in the best of ways. It's kind of a bloodbath. Um, and as Mylene is kind of shocked sitting there, Basara goes deeper into the depths of the ships to see what happened. Um, and he's, they're not the only ones taken aback as the E-Force lands as well and sees what happened. Um, Max and the bridge crew see the feed from the Emerald Force and uh, Exodol starts shuddering because he knows this was a proto-devilin. Yeah. Um, the E-Force show up and they're about to take both uh, Basara. They want to take both Basara and Mylene to custody. But Docker's like, I want to go after Basara first because he's in the guts of the ship. And while uh, being chased by the Emerald Force, Basara points out, it's like, you know, those dead guys on the dock, <laughs> they're not a whole lot of bodies down in the bowels of this thing, you know? Um, and as they're chasing after Basara, Gamlin and his D-Force boys show up. And as soon as he lands, Mylene reaches out for him because she's she's pretty horrified at what she just saw. And both the Emerald Force and the D-Force note the whole city blocks of the Macross 5 fleet are missing. And Max deduces that the missing crew were probably brainwashed, just like Hayakawa of our... our coming around ex-prisoner is. Um, and Exodus like, you need to get everybody out of here immediately. Um, but tensions are still running high on the planet. Stalker and Gamblin go at it. Who's going to take custody over who's going to take custody of Basar and Mylene stating their orders over each other. And <laughs> real fun, real fun to see this tension kind of yeah. continue to the friction continuing to build. Boy, it, boy. Um, I really love this rivalry. <laughs> it's good. Um, but Basara don't care about this as he's like, hey, Malene, let's get out of here. And she's she's still in shock. Like, I don't even know if she should be flying her Valkyrie, but she is. Um, and Gebelnish's fleet then falls out right on top of the Macross 7 with the intention of forcing them to land on Lux. And Max is like, okay, everybody back on the ship right now. And Gepelnich pretty much interrupts him being like, hello, humans. And it's like, so you're going to be my samples. I'm not going to say much more, but just so you know. And Exodus <laughs> like, yep, this is proto-devlin. This is proto-devlin. This is proto-devlin. <laughs> um, and... While flying around, Mylene has snapped out of it, and she's like, I'm not going to let what happened to the Macross 5 fleet happen to us. And Max is like, okay, we're transforming, and we're going to land on Planet Lux, and we're going to shoot a big gun. And uh, Mylene and Basar are now Totsugeki love-hardening it up. And Giggle calls on uh, Gepelnich. Uh, for them to stop firing on City 7 because Civil's still there, but Gepelnitz is like, shut up, watch. Watch as I destroy them. Um, however, both the D-Force and the E-Force are covering uh, Basar and Mylene as they continue to play. Uh, Battle 7's landing trajectory is getting real rough real fast. Um, the bridge crew's like, hey, we shouldn't do this, and Max's like, just do it. Just do it. Um... And knowing that the situation's getting bad fast, Kinyu hops out of his bed and steals an armed VF-11 to head out and join the fight. And Gamblin hey, can is... Can you smell that? Huh? 
Do you smell that? What do I smell? It's, it's, it smells like someone just cut fresh pineapple. And they're going to oh, make sh- it for a salad. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, mm. I don't know that that could just that could just be like I'm, I might be imagining things, but it just I, I really feel like there's an aroma in the air that smells like pineapple salad. Man, I now have a little Harper now that you just mentioned it. My goodness. Yeah. Hey. Citric acid. Mm. Mm. So, I mean, you know, it, it's so thick in the air you can taste it. I'm going to take a drink of water. Yeah. <laughs> Go right ahead. Oh, boy. Mm, pineapple's still in my mouth. A- any- anyway. Why did that uh, sound sexual? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm not the only one with the pineapple in their mouth. Is Gamblin isn't happy with that taste, given that oh Kenru is out and about. Um, and Kira's like, I'm going to buy some time. Help you guys buy some time for the Battle 7 to fire the Macross Cannon. And uh, meanwhile, Basar and crew are having trouble um, getting the song to Gepelnish's ship because the speaker pods are just bouncing right off the hole. I also love that Basar is like, we're going to sh- share my song with you, Gepel what's it? And I'm like, <laughs> Gepel yeah. whatever your name is. Yeah, it's just, it's so good. Like, he doesn't it's, even yeah. care. Just like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> You have a super dumb long name. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> um, but this problem is soon solved as Ray and Vafita show up with a huge ass rocket launcher speaker pod that Chiba <laughs> created. <laughs> um, uh, and as the fight continues, Gepelnitch is not worried about the Macross cannon going off. And they're like, just That's continue. So just keep going. Um, and then Kinru's like, ooh, I hear they have a special on pineapple salad over at that battleship. I, I gotta go. I gotta go get some before it's double the price. And he uh, makes us remember love by crashing into the battleship to buy them some time singing along with Totsugeki Loveheart and he takes out one of the battleships but he goes out like a badass because he's like here's your love heart and I'm like yes yes this fucking explosion and oh my god it's so hype <laughs> yeah like damn but uh, uh boy uh I can definitely tell you Gamlin isn't as hype about this as obviously Kinru sacrifices himself in this explosion. Um, but this explosion makes way so Basara and crew can shoot the giant speaker pod Gamma right into the bridge of Gebelnitz's ship, right in front of their face. And he starts playing Holy, Lo- Holy Lonely Light. There we go. And rocks his <laughs> damn socks off. And Gapelnich is like holding his ground against Basara, like sizing him up. And then after a little bit goes Anima Spiritia before their eyes start to go galaxy brain, which seems to be waking something back up on the ice planet of Veruta. Hmm. How about that? Um, and in the meantime, Max fires um, the Macross cannon, making a good a dent on the Proto-Devlin fleet. And, uh, hmm. Gepelnitch then does the spiritual dreaming thing that hits Basara with something. Huh. And then they fold away. Um, however, floating in space afterwards, Gamlin is in shock over what happened to Kenru. And elsewhere, uh, the denizens of the Macross 7 fleet are trying to come to terms with what just happened and the lives that they just lost. Um, and as they kind of sit over the hill, a uh, flower girl holding her flowers ends up flying away into the sunset. And that was episode 26. Fuck! Dude. Oh my gosh. So it, it feels like if... To, to make an analogy, if this show was like a tea kettle or something, 
this is the moment where you finally hear that whistle. <laughs> yeah. We're like, we are so far past the buildup of, of the water boiling. Like, it's about to bubble over. Mm. And I did not realize we're only halfway through this show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Like, at this point, Macross SDF is pretty much over outside of the After Years arc, pretty much. Like, so much of this show feels like something that would happen in the last ten episodes of another mecha anime. Yeah, now that you mention it. Yeah. Uh, like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so I, I was going to save this for um next episode, but, like, it's relevant now. It kind of... Watching Macross 7, it, I, I'm not sure how it manages to do this, but in some way it reminds me of watching Digimon Tamers. Um, obviously with, like, less of a hard sci-fi angle like the sci-fi is mm. there but it's you know in service of everything else um there there's like this is the moment where like tokyo like i i can't remember if they're in tokyo and digimon tamers but i think they are where, where tokyo gets destroyed by this giant digimon and it was impossible for them to fully prevent this just because like they were so outmatched and you know, it's the first time, it's the first realization that, like, the, uh, the, the episode of the, or the Monster of the Week format the show's taking is, like, it's not in the, in the main character's power to solve anything anymore. Mm. Um, and so, like, Macross 7 hitting that moment, and, you know, even if it's hitting that moment as late as it has been, like... I, I'm just so fucked. I have no clue what's going to be happening for the next Ugh. half of the show. I got complacent, man. <laughs> it's easy to do with this. And it is just like... <laughs> but yeah, like... I I think we talk about... We talked about so often through this look back at Macross 7. Um, first time for you, like, second time for me. It's just... We talk about the vibes... And mm-hmm. I think just like the hype vibes of this episode and the next one are just what stick with me so much because it I just remember it escalating from here. And That's the next exciting. episode is from just from episode 26 to 27. Let me tell you, there is an escalation. <laughs> um, and it's it's like. Like well, we'll t- we talked about this before, but I just love how, like the hype escalation, but still, you feel for everybody, and there's a tangible world here, mostly because you've mm-hmm. been with them for so long, and like it does its own thing, but it's also like, hey, yeah, and it goes more into the, we'll get into it in the next episode too, but it's more like, hey, uh, that Lin Min May, um. Her actions were also kind of the kettle for everything that happens. Like, there wouldn't be a Saraneki without this. There wouldn't be a Chiba without this. There wouldn't... There wouldn't be... it Without Lin Min May, there would not be a crazy dude who decided, I'm going to make a giant speaker rocket launcher so I can go <laughs> ahead and shoot it at an alien ship so this rock singer can go rock his socks off. Dude, like, I, I didn't mention this while you were summarizing things, but holy shit, is that so good. I fucking, yeah. like, I was like, the missile didn't break through. And then, like, it drills in, and I'm like, <gasps> and then, like, it opens the speakers, and I'm like, do it, do it. And then yes. he starts screaming, and, like, I wasn't expecting the song to be Holy Lonely Night, and I was like, fuck yes! It's so good! It's like, so good! Like, oh, it is... I, oh. I, 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 turn A tier, turn A tier. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> turn A tier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just oh. so good. Uh, are you ready to go into the next episode of Hype Moments? Because we're going to keep on hyping. I, 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 I so think so. Hard. I, think, okay. I think we need to keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, so, episode 27. Vasara is playing My Soul for You on the Beach, but it does not seem like he can sing. He is very frustrated 
and it looks like he's overexerting himself, like he's in pain trying to sing. Uh, and this causes him to fall on over, and he's like, oh, this is great. And uh, Max soon reports to Amelia that they're stuck on Lux until we have compares, com- uh, repa- compares, compares, comparison, contrast. Till we have repairs that are complete. There we go. And uh, got there. Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, however, uh, hey, uh, he was like, hey, can you change the posture? of Battle 7, so it's not a gun just posted right up in the air. And he snaps at her because he's obviously pretty overwhelmed with the whole situation, so, you know. Um, and back in their office, Gamlin is finishing up a debrief with her, and they take a moment to think of and remember Kinru. Um, and as he's uh, hanging out in the main office a little bit later, Gamlin gets a call from Eileen, um, a video message more than anything saying hey you should come to our big all cheer up concert if you can i know you're busy but you know you should come up and see us um it's gonna be a good time and some some cute moments with him being a little flustered and the secretary giving him some guff about it it's it's good um and uh back at the concert venue the band is kind of band and shiba and akiko are kind of tooling around and Chiba is now working on a special power sound device to take advantage of Basara's voice specifically so they can give it s- physical power, space-time altering physical power from his voice. We're, we're, we're fast approaching spiral energy. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and like I mentioned earlier uh, in our gushing a minute or two ago, Chiba mentions how... Minmay inspired him to do this and he's like I was out of college at the age 12 and studying Minmay as much as I could so I could get here so dude is what a boy legend. yes um, and she was like here's the sound backpack so we can throw it on Basara and get it going here but Mylene's like I'm going to pop it on first I call dibs and uh, so they start performing and slowly but surely the sound song energy builds up in Mylene, causing her to sparkle and go kind of super singing. Um, and she was like, damn, it actually works. And Basara um, is kind of taken aback by this happening. And he ends up uh, strumming on a key and leaves. The things kind of end earlier and more abruptly than intended. And it's so it's so satisfying seeing Basara just taken off guard. Yeah, especially considering it, his current predicament. Um. Right, he, he's <laughs> normally so unshakable that it, it feels really good to see him have a moment of, uh, uh Nani, Nani. Um. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and he ends up smiling at Mylene as he's leaving. Um, he can't respond, but whatever. Um, and Guvava follows along with him. And as he's leaving, she was like, I'm sure Basara is the key to getting my sound system like to fully capacity. And Mylene's, I can do it too. Um, and then at a meeting of the captains, they're speaking with Hayakawa. And as he's describing what happened to him, he ends up going into a flashback, uh, post-traumatic stress flashback, going into the details. Um, and eventually, Hashipus Exodol chimes in going, well, it's probably a proto-Devlin. And Max, Max asks him, okay, so what exactly is a proto-Devlin? I heard you talk about it a couple times. And he's like, a single one took out a whole Centrati fleet. And everybody's like, you mean a squadron, right? And Exodol's like, no, a whole fleet. So, huh. Um, and speaking of Varuda, a new monster awakens on it. And uh, because of its awakening, Giggle and Gepelnich are like, there's a disturbance in the force. And it's called Grabble. Um, and nearby recon ships are wiped I, out. I, I will say about this show. I yeah. hate how many names start with G. Yeah, yeah. 
it I, really I, irks me. It gets a little confusing. I, I, I don't... I was like, what's the name of that big monster? Oh, it's Grabble, okay. Giggle, Gepplenich, Grabble, Gamlin. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait. We'll, we'll find a character who's named Gundam. <laughs> we will. No, I know we will. Because uh, that's the fucking rate that we're going at this show. This this show just turns into Gal Gygar. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's halfway there. Um, yeah. But uh, Dylan's favorite character, whose name starts with G, takes out all of the recon ships on its way to Lux, um, and Max is made aware of this heading its way, and uh, he, he's not too keen on it. Um, and back at the concert venue, they're tooling around. And Mylene is overexerting herself trying to use the backpack, and she was like, I'm not so sure about this. And Basara is back on the beach, and he's trying so hard to scream, and he realizes, oh, it was that dreaming thing that Gepelnich did to me. Ah, uh, how about that? Um, and Guaba finds him and ends up leading him to the concert venue, and things are not going well. Um, Mylene is very grumpy waiting for Basara, and the crowd is really not feeling it. Um, and Mylene's like, screw this. Uh, I'm not going to wait for him. We're just going to start. And I didn't actually make the connection that the dreaming was what was causing Basara not to be able to sing. Because I, I, I genuinely thought he was pushing himself too hard trying to um, get... I have to look up the name real quick. But... um. What's the name of that song? Do 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 do. Uh, not the. Cause I know it was my soul for you at the beginning. Yeah, um, my that's what I was trying yeah. to. Uh, like he he was trying to. Overexert himself, trying to perfect my soul for you. Mm. Yeah, I kind of thought that but at first too, but. Mm-hmm. Then I was but it's, like, it's more directly okay. Yeah, cause I was as like. Oh, it's, there's because I remember there was a point where Vasara lost his voice and like, oh, OK, it's the green sparkly thing that Gepelnich did. OK, <laughs> right. Even though yeah, it's not no, made that, that super makes, obvious. That makes sense. I I guess it's like I was thinking he overexerted himself mm-hmm. like to honor the, the people dead. Which I could see him doing that, but I guess he just. Yeah, I, could, I, I honestly think it's probably a little of column A exacerbated by column B. I could see that. I could see that. But yeah, no, I, I didn't make that connection. So I just mm. wanted to thank you for uh, pointing that out to me. I got you, fam. Um, and uh, so Mylene is going at it and Gamlin shows up at the concert and he sits next to Flower Girl and he has his own flowers. So that's I, I appreciate that moment. <laughs> it's a really sweet moment. It, it yeah. completely washes the bad taste out from last episode or two yep. episodes ago. He doesn't have the pineapple salad in his mouth for a hot second. Um, and F- Flower Girl doesn't get her own flowers handed back to her. Um, <laughs> Gross. And, so, uh, Mylene instantly perks up when she sees Gamlin. And she, now she's got the sound, song power. And it turns pink and it's heading for him. Um, however, Chiba notes, like, you're hesitating. Nakito's like this too. And uh before and it's kinda weak before Gamlin's like, keep on going. And she was like, Hey, hey, remember love. Do that thing <laughs> Minmay did. Which I, I I cracked up when I heard him say that, because I'm just like, you know you 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 Gamlin or uh, not Gamlin. Chiba represents the freaks like you and me who <laughs> Yep. I feel like Max represents the, you know, the the parents of whoever's watching uh Macross 7 who fondly remember Macross but aren't like, you know, yeah. they they don't follow it. But like Chiba Chiba's us and I don't know if that's a good or bad. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we have uh, I know you and I on occasion have locked our friends in rooms showing them bad anime or bad Japanese music. So, you know, I think I think I, I think your um, analysis might be correct, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Uh, well, it sucks uh, to suck, but someone's <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> I remember doing that to. I remember a moment where I was doing that to Chris in middle school, showing him Japanese music videos, and he was confused. Yeah. Max, Max is Chris. Chiba is us. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> We're stuck in anime hell. Uh, it's always uh, freezy. It's chilly in anime hell. Anyway, um, Basara finally shows up in the anime hell so he can play along, and it causes uh, her song energy to re- redirect at uh, him. It's purple for him, but still pink for Gamlin. And she was like, what's going on? And Akio's like, mm, things are complicated with a girl's heart, so you know. And it's a song energy tug of war going back to both of them. And Gamlin ends up cross- crushing the flowers because he's like, it's it's not just for me! Ah! Um, <laughs> and she can't keep make up her mind, and the energy splits two ways at both dudes. And Akiko's like, Oh, I'm going to take my hands and... Oh, it's a perfect triangle. Huh. <laughs> How about that? Huh. Um, <laughs> elsewhere, um, Max arrives on the bridge. And hey, looky there. Grabble has crashed down on the planet Lux. And uh, <laughs> given circumstances, Chiba wanted to try this technology at the show. But it looks like they'll have, just have to do it in a fight. And uh, both Max and Exodol are taken back at the size of that lad as Grabble uh, charges up its Omega Giga Bio Satan gun. And luckily, the Battle 7 just barely manages to take the hit. Um, And obviously, everybody uh, is on edge. This is random, but doesn't Grabble kind of remind you of one of the demons from Doom a little bit? Yes. Um, also kind of reminds me of some of the, I guess in terms of like how it's animated, it reminds me of some of the dragons in Record of Lotus War. I haven't seen I, that, but I, 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 I feel I, like I, you could look up a trailer real quick and you'll, gotcha. you'll see one and you'll have that same kind of uncanny like this thing. Because I, I feel like you're so used to seeing giant animals even ones that are supposed to be intimidating like they have mm. elements that are humanized um it's it's like a similar vibe to Nosferatu Zod in the 98 Berserk anime mm. I, if you've that seen I've that, seen. that I've, I've seen bits of that so I I can see that though how, how can I put this like it makes me feel like the writers on this show when they weren't making it there was somebody in a room playing doom just like mm-hmm. hey these monsters they gotta look like this right. and oh th- that's okay what i'm trying to say is there's something very animalistic i get about. that i get that yeah, i get yeah, what you're okay. saying though yeah i'm just when you have a bio organic cannon that makes a pentagram before it's <laughs> <That's> so fucking <laughs> good yeah that's <laughs> just out there i'm just like okay okay um um so things are going and everybody is finally aware of the fact that basara has lost his voice and why that's why he's been acting so weird and um mylene heads out after grabble with the diamond force behind her uh, but she ain't shit is Grabble grabs her and everybody's like, oh, fuck. As it looks like uh, she's about to be crushed in between its jaws. But Basara ends up shave- shaving her, saving her um, as he hops in the middle of Grabble's jaws at the last moment. Though he is still straining like crazy to try and uh, sing. And then Guvaba's in the struggle is like, hey. Uh, you should you should sing too. You see what you see here, um, and um, she soon falls out of her Valkyrie um, as Grabble's holding it uh, tightly in its paws, its grasp. She falls out of the canopy, and Gamlin saves her. Um, but she's like, "Hey, I gotta go back. I gotta I gotta sing for Basara," and she uses her song energy uh, to get Basara his voice back. Um, he, uh, she just gave him the nice hot cup of tea 
with the throat coat and the ginger and the honey, and he is ready to go as he explodes. Boy, he explodes with song energy. It's red hot, and uh, he is like, ah! He just, yeah, he just, uh, he instantly blurts it out. It's so yeah, good. It's so good. And, uh, However, Mylene falls off of Gamblin's hand, and uh, but Bissar grabs her, and they uh, end up sinking with each other so much that when Grable tries to use another Satan beam, uh, the Firebalk throws out a beam out of its mouth that is amplified by Mylene, uh, ultra giga sound beam that is so strong and pushing them back that Ray and Vafita have to prop up against them due to the force of the song. And everybody's like, holy shit, this crazy guy who liked Minmay is on to something. Um, <laughs> and it causes Grabble to shrink and run away. And Max is all like, the fuck was that? And she was all like, I was right the whole time, you motherfuckers. I was... <laughs> cut my check, please. Um, she was all the people who are fucking Macross otaku. It's, yes. it's so good. It's so, so good. Much. So good. Um, um, Gamlin is confused. He's like, yeah, that that was some new tech, though. Minmay's hype, though, right? <laughs> it's so good. Um, uh, oh... <laughs> oh boy. Um but afterwards uh Basar is like, yo, thank you for singing, it did the trick. And then they start singing again and the song power blurts out and end of the episode and Fuck <laughs> That shit was so hype. So this like this shot up one of my they, they shot the show up, like, these last two episodes, but this episode mm. especially, just like, whew, holy cow, raise the game. Yeah. Um, and I love this episode so much, and I think a huge part of it is um, one of my favorite anime. It, it feels like it, it did a deconstruction of this episode, but this episode is playing it straight, where this love triangle and this kind of coming of age moment for, um, for Mylene really feels like an echo of the Swing the Bad episode of Fooly Cooly. I can see that. You you feel that? Where it's like, um, you know, uh, in Fooly Cooly, it's a lot more toxic because Fooly Cooly is about mm-hmm. explicitly toxic mm-hmm. relationships. Um, but, you know, Nauta looks up to Haruko, but he, he currently is with um, Minami, not Minami. Yeah, Minami. Yeah. Uh, and they're both kind of using him, but, mm. like, you know, he, he swings the bat at the end of the episode, and he's able to finally stand on his own, or, you know, it, it brings him together with Haruko, and that that's really kind of what what's happening here with Mylene, Neki, and Gamlin. Mm-hmm. So it's... Except, you know, in this case, it's it's a bit more of, like these are both relationships that are actually healthy and decent for her. You know, mm. Neki and Mylene's, ne- like, nagging, mutual nagging, put aside. Yeah, because it, it seems to me, and they're both very different kind of relationships, too, because it seems mm-hmm. more of a... how Because it seems like Bas- uh, Basara and Mylene kind of have, like, a more of a brother-sister kind of relationship. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, it's obviously kind of a puppy love and coming to better each other and learn things from each other, especially with Gamblin's relationship there. Though right. it kind of I can see that also coming off of like we're talking about how Basara doesn't really change, but everybody around him does. Yeah, like they the the love triangle dynamic really reminds me of um, mm. Nauta, Haruko and Nina. I almost said Nina Mori. Um, <laughs> Mamimi, there it is. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but again, like less toxic, where Mamimi is really just kind of using 
Naota to feel less shitty about her own life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gamlin genuinely cares about mm. uh, Mylene and he, he wants the best for her. And also he genuinely loves and cares for her. Yeah. Um, Gamlin's, Gamlin's good. He's my sweet son. <laughs> He's um, a good boy. He's a good boy. And, and then, you know, you have Haruko who is really just using um, Naota because of his NO channels. If, if no one's seen Fooly Cooly, I apologize for this segment. Um, hey, maybe this this discussion, if somebody hasn't seen it, will be the fire starter for that interest. <laughs> hey, nice, nice. That was a good one. Um, but yeah, uh, then, you, then you have Haruko, who's really just kind of doing her own thing, and she's sporadic and spontaneous, like mm. Neki. However, unlike Neki, who his spontaneity and all of that is in service of his own ambitions and dreams. Haruko has to use and manipulate um, a child yep. to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like, yeah, Neki and Gamlin are just more positive, wholesome. Like it's, it's a more positive, more wholesome Fooly Cooly. And you know what? <laughs> I love, I love Fooly Cooly yeah. and I love Macross seven. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Uh, I'm just honestly, I'm just I'm drunk on hype moments right now more than anything. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Um. The fucking. Yeah. I like. I don't know if like this. Like I've just been able to engage with um the older animation differently than I had in the past, or if like the storyboarding and the stakes for these episodes were just like really on top of it. But I was I was invested throughout the entire fight mm. uh, especially for this episode like there was a lot of drama that like has not been it been there in past episodes mm. and you're talking too with animation it helps i i think we're pretty well past the stock animation point with the vf 11s for the most part mm. like it's because there's a lot of scenes of when we initially saw the proto devil and forces of them life-sucking pilots and it's the same scene a million times nope not really they're kind of just yeah. doing a lot of stuff now. Right, right. Um, I, I feel like it's really paying off. Yeah, it's... Fuck. Like... <laughs> first you have the giant speaker pod, and then you have the force of song being amplified and shot out and beating a Satan beam. Like... It's... I, it's so can good. you... Can you get much better? <laughs> I, I, I'm really not sure. <laughs> also, uh, just like it was also really refreshing to, because these are these are songs we've heard dozens of times yeah. at this point. Mm. But like to hear Mylene be the forerunner and to like, you know, to have a Mylene song that like gets interspersed with like a Basara guitar solo, or you yeah. know, having Mylene sing "Holy Lonely Night." with Basra's vocals coming in later. Just, like, really yeah. nice change of pace. It's 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 nice that they, they've gotten to the point of, we finally got these Firebomber songs recorded other than just Planet Dance, and we're going to use them. Right. Absolutely. And then, like, we're not just going to use them. We're going to mix, like, you know, I wouldn't say remix, yeah. but we're going to mix it up a bit for you. Um, just because you probably know these songs by now. Um and we'll reward that by giving you something different to be hyped about. And holy shit is a holy lonely light, like just so fucking hype. It's such a good song. It's it only like, gets better every time I hear uh, it. It's, it just starts with Basara screaming, and <laughs> which it, is how it, all Rocky songs should yes. start. Yes. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's so good. <laughs> fuck it, man. Anyway, did you have any other thoughts before we devolve into just like, fuck, this show is good even more? <laughs> no, I, I really, I really think, um, let's see. Oh, uh, as far as the love triangle goes, um, I'm really, this is the most invested I've been in a love triangle in quite some time. I am firmly mm. team gambling. <laughs> that's, that's the correct team to be on. I'm, I, I'm it, pulling for my buddy. He, he's a dumbass, but I love him still. Yes. Yes. Uh, Basara has a space woman. Um, so, you know. Um, <laughs> that, 
Oh boy, now he's in another another love triangle with Giggles. Well, boy. Oh, oh boy. Oh. Anyway, you think we should we should uh, It's time. It's okay. Time. Let's sing out some plugs here. So, as always, uh, if you want to find us rocking on out, you can find us over at anchor.fm slash dude. You remember, we are on many venues such as Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Feel free to give us a review if you'd like. Or if you want to chat at us, shoot us an email at dyrmcast at gmail.com. We are also in social media places like Facebook slash dude you remember and on Twitter at dude you remember. Um, dude, um, dude, and dude. I want to thank a really cool dude, uh, Chris Eakins, the artist, uh, for the shoot 'em up game wrist system for buying the show's key art to see more of his work here are updates on the games he's working at. Maybe even commission the smart if he opens it up on occasion, you should check out at wrist system underscore game on Twitter. As always, that game is out now on steam itch. You should buy it. Just do it, do it, do it. Um, and Dylan, 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 yes. take me backstage and into the tango sector, my boy. All right. Um, give me just one second. Okay. Yeah, so I'm in two other podcasts. The first one is Backstage Gaming, where I talk about um, a friend of the show, Chris Wilson. Um, I talk with him about uh, video games and the way they tell stories and deliver narratives through a lot of different things. It, it's through the lens of a fine arts major, uh, which is what we both majored in in college. So we, we look at level design, we talk about music, we talk about, um, you know, the actual writing of the story, um, all these different things. We, we try to take, uh, like, look at that through as many different angles as possible. So if that sounds cool to you, you should check us out on our website, www.bsgpod.com, where we have some of our earlier episodes, as well as stuff about us, links to our social media, um, and our social media is on Facebook, Backstage Gaming, and on Twitter, at BSG underscore cast. Um, as far as where you can listen to us, we are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. Before you move on to the next plug, I just I just got the dumb idea that we should confuse Chris sometime, record a BSG episode, because you said narrative, and we talk about Gundam narrative without having seen Gundam narrative. And we come up with our own narrative for Gundam narrative and just confuse everybody for Chris a half is hour. Gonna, Chris is going to kill us if we do that. <laughs> well. <laughs> He'd be like, congratulations, Coop. You are now banned from yep. backstage gaming. Well, it's, it's not like he hasn't said it before. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Tell me about some actual play. Yes. Uh, okay, so the other show I'm in is The Unexplored Places, which is an actual play podcast where, you know, I'm assuming if you listen to this show, you like space travel, you like science fiction. Um, Backstage Gaming is current, or sorry, The Unexplored Places is currently on its second series, which uh, is Tango Sector, a story that we tell playing the game Scum and Villainy. Um, if you like actual play podcasts like Critical Role, I highly recommend checking it out because we do some really fun things on that show, and Christine is an excellent storyteller. Um, so if you want to check that out, you can find them on the unexplored, or rather, unexploredcast.libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N, dot com. Sick. It's an outlaw star, see? Ha, 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 through the night. If you want to see more I failed don't know what jokes. That bit was because Discord cut out right as you were going through it. So I can't even give an honest uh, reaction. Well, if you want more failed jokes like that, you should uh, check out my Twitter at Rider Strike. Dylan, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at The Dilla. That is T H A underscore D I L A. And as always, he gonna Thrillia? Is, is ah! <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I think I think we'll be very hype next week too. So y'all y'all stay safe, wash them hands, take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time. Rock and roll, baby! You say fire I say fire, you say bomber, fire. Bomber? Fire. 
Palmer. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. All right, take care. Ha, ha, ha.